Welcome to Clamory Show. <laughs> well, this is Miss Kapow, and today's date is December 23rd, 2019. Boy, it's almost the end of the year. Can you mean it, it is. I can't imagine that. 2020 is going to be so cool. Well, hopefully the Lord will come home by then. Well, come home, come back by then. Yeah. I can't believe that we, like, made it this long. I know. <laughs> I mean, not that I'd be a pessimist or anything. Good Lord. Anyway, let's see here. Oh, today, let's talk about imaginations. Imaginations. Our text is from 2 Corinthians 10.4 in King James Version. It says, for the weapons of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And it's just, uh, yeah, we're just going to do the three, four, and five here, scripture here. It's just one of, it's kind of like, it's just one of those things that we're, we're having to go through and learn. And this is really for Christians, basic 101, because it we is. are in a spiritual warfare all the time, and we have to be sober and alert at all times. And um, and the battlefield really is in the mind. It's the thoughts that come to us. And, you know, th- the Bible says we have to uh, test every spirit, yeah, test every thought that comes into our mind, um, you know, and question it. And, and we need to know who we are in Christ, and we need to know our enemy, Satan, who is the father of lies, and his motive is to kill, steal, and destroy. And his lies will, um, are meant to cause us to doubt God's word and cause us to walk the opposite of where God wants us to walk. And everything that the enemy has for us is basically carnal, is flesh. It's of this earth. And we have so many scriptures that tell us that we have to be heavenly minded. In Colossians, it says that we are to think of, uh, uh, keep our heads on our, keep our minds in the heavenly realm, you know, spiritually. Um, And I think this scripture has the same message because we're casting down these imaginations, these thoughts, these reasonings. and to take down these things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, the truth of God's word and who we are and what God wants, the will of God. And so the enemy, of course, wants to um, destroy that so that he can steal from us, kill us, and eventually destroy us or destroy our ministry, destroy our families, destroy our reputation, um, anything good that God has given us. He wants to take away. So it's very important that we gird our loins, the minds, and um, have our complete armor of God on. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right about destruction. I mean, I always knew that until I really started experiencing it <clears throat> this time around. Holy cow. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's a total, relentless attack on your destruction, and it's so subtle. It is very <clears> subtle, <throat> because he, because we always talk about the poop sandwich, 
Um, it's there's truth in the poop sandwich, but there's just a little bit of a lie in there. And that's what makes it so subtle. And, you know, even the Bible, the word of God tells us where we look, that's where we go. What we, what we concentrate on, you know, and Brother Kapow and I were talking about the past, you know, the things that we really uh, focused on, which was, was good, but it was imbalanced. And when you have an imbalance in your walk, then um, you can run into trouble. And I think that's what happened to us. That's the subtlety of it. I mean, it's like um, you can see Satan using imaginations and thoughts, obvious thoughts that are against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on where you're at as a human and, you know, what what your temptations are, where where you're at. But... You know, to be like obvious things, mm-hmm. um, to like obvious sin. But I think if you're a if you're a Bible believing Christian and you're really trying to walk the walk, and you're really trying to be you know sincere before the Lord, you know <clears throat> you're not in open rebellion, and you're you're certainly not wanting to sin or, or leaning towards that. Right. You know, Satan Satan comes in more more subtly than he would uh, someone else that still has problems. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't have problems, but you don't realize it because it's very subtle. And like what Ms. Kapow was just saying, um, our focus, you know, got unbalanced with a lot of things. One of the things is because I was so, for me personally, I was so church scarred that I had so many bad experiences in, in, in Christian organizations that I shied away from... Um, you know, any, any kind of church or, you know, pastorships or anything like that, shied away from it. Um, and what, what it would do is like, okay, you know, like the scripture, you know, you know Paul says, forget not the assembly of the saints, mm-hmm. right? Forget not gathering together. Right. And there's a reason for that because you, you, you need edification and building up. Exhortation. You, and you need the body, you know, it, one of the things we were thinking of, well, we have the Kapow listeners, but which was great. The only thing is without an actual body, you didn't have anyone to, to, to be accountable to or, um, lay hands, you know, to pray with, to cast your burdens to, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't that, um, fellowship. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's easy to talk on the radio but you don't really know who you're talking to for, I mean, for a long time, we didn't know how many listeners we had. We didn't know where you, where you were at spiritually. Mm-hmm. We're just assuming, you know, we're making assumptions about the health of your spirituality. Yeah. Um, and even with us, and you know, we always told you whatever we say, you need to do your Berean and make sure that what we say is up front. but we never did get very much feedback. We did get some on, um, some of the things that we said, it's like, well, you know, da 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 da. Um, people had questions about, but not that many. And it, but it, but there was no real dialogue, or I don't know. I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say, but well, it's just it's just hard, you know, over email and yes, that, you know, digital stuff. We and then who are we getting the questions from? Who, yeah. Who's that person? So you really don't you don't have a relationship 
like we, you would if you were in a church body. Yeah. And there, there are cases, too, where there's absolutely nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And you, you're forced to do that. You know, and that's understandable. And I think we were, at least we perceived we were in that situation for a while where we, we had nowhere to go or what would pre- And we stopped prefer. looking. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just got so scarred. I, I stopped looking because it was just so crazy. And so the, the point is, is like with us, um, you know, we moved away from that. When you move away from that, not only do you, you miss the opportunity uh, for another Christian part of the body uh, to, to minister to you or edify you or whatever, but uh, in return for you to do the same. Because mm-hmm. uh, you never know how you're blessing people or, you know, if you're walking in, in the Lord, what little word or what prayer or just, hey, I miss you or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes God gives you a certain thing about somebody, you know, a, a certain burden or a certain love. But, you know, the point is, is about casting down imaginations. For us, it was, it was a little more subtle because it wasn't like Satan comes and says, um, you know, you're a sinner, go sin, go do this, go do that. It's more like, though the word of God says, forget not the assembly of the saints, mm-hmm. though it says that, in your case, it's different because... The church is not the same. Exactly. So um, there is the casting. There, there, that's the imagination, the reasoning, the thoughts that came uh, that exalts itself, exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Yeah. The scripture that says we are to assemble with one another. Yeah, it doesn't say you know assemble. Uh, you know, forsake not the assembly of saints. Unless, Unless you're in the end times and the apostate church is crazy and you can't find a good. It does, there's no clarification on it. And that could be the case. You could live in a town or a city where there's just nothing around, you know, that's any good. Uh, the mistake I think I made, uh, that I know I made, is I, I put a lot of emphasis on the leaders, the leadership, the pastoralship mm-hmm. and stuff. And, um, you know, you're never going to make change to a church from the bottom up. You know, change is top down. And, you know, you'd go there for a while and then then I'd get disappointed or I'd get church scarred. I'd see something. And because that leadership would let me down or those people let me down, you know, in leadership, you know, I would leave. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is when, when now I realize when I left, I left the body, you know, I, I'm not there to serve the pastor. I'm not there. He's not the body. He's and just he's part of the body. he's not there to serve you in this sense either. No, mm-hmm. he, he's just part of the body like I am. Just like I'm, you know, I'm on this radio right now. I'm just, I'm no more than just a brother. Mm-hmm. You're no more than just sister. You know, you just... That's all we are. We're nothing, nothing special. And if you have a gift of teaching, or you have a gift of, of interpretation, or you have a gift of word of knowledge or discernment, you know that's what you're using in the body. And so I would, I would look at the leadership, and then when I'd get scarred, I would, I would move away, and then I would forsake the body. And the problem is, when I forsake the body, I wasn't praying for them, and they weren't praying for me. And and I think a lot of times, I could look back on specific times, I probably should have stayed. You know, with with the body because they were the ones that were important. Mm-hmm. But that's just an example of a, of a subtle casting down imaginations that that should have happened mm-hmm. uh, that didn't. You know, in our in our part. And I'm not saying you force yourself to go to a you know an apostate church no. or you know all that stuff uh, because there there is no there is no perfect churches and they can't be because once. 
you get there, it's not going to be perfect because you're a, you know, you're a rotten sinner like we are, you know, mm. saved by grace. That's not the, the case. The case is um, you try to you walk in the spirit and you're supposed to walk in love. And you're doing the best you can to walk in that spirit and be used of the Lord and stuff. And well, we're building each other um, up. Yeah. For the end time, we're supposed to be encouraging one another because there are there are weak ones. There are those there's those that are sick. Uh, there's newborn Christians. You know, there's those that have fallen. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there's there's pastors that don't know how to do podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna help them out. Speaking of which, <clears throat> we're producing. A new podcast from from our pastor, Living Waters. Um, yeah, but it's called um, um, <laughs> Spiritual Transformation Series. It's not on Kapow Radio Show. It's mm-hmm. um, I, I'm producing it, but it's on uh, it's it's a separate thing. You can find it on it's on our Facebook page and it's on um, FifthHookMedia.com and it's on KapowRadioShow.com. Mm-hmm. And all his excerpts there. are like three three minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah, his his actually words. He doesn't go above three hundred thirty three words. Words, yes. I'm uh, sorry. So the actual length of the podcast might be three minutes, could be four minutes, but everything's under five. Yeah, it's very short, and, um, but pretty insightful. I think. Yeah, I think they're it's very helpful. So, you know, so in other words, it's like he couldn't be helped to do a podcast had we not come there and and discussed it. So it's like. Yeah, Paul we, has the means and the and the equipment and the the um, skills, the skill to do this. Yeah, and then and then Linda, of course, did the the voiceover, so mm-hmm. she has the voice and the skills and the means to do that. So we blessed him; he blessed us, and that wouldn't have happened had we not exactly. Met. And now there are podcasts out there with Pastor's message that he got yeah. from the Lord. So wherever that goes, we get a piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. But, you know, if you, if you just listen, if I would have continued and Linda would have continued to listen to the devil going, well, you just can't get any help out there, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just, you know, for months we just hunkered down with this thing that was attacking us. And, we you know, we didn't even tell anybody about it, Mm-mm. you know, thinking we could solve it ourselves. Right. You know, and um, that just didn't happen. And it really forced us to, to go back to a body. And now I can see the importance, the importance of it where I didn't see before, mm-hmm. you know, so really I owe all of you an apology also. Yeah, we do. Because I've, I've given many uh, harsh talks against, um, you know, churches or pastoralships and things like that. I'm a lot softer now <laughs> yeah. because I've been getting my butt kicked by Satan for half a year. Uh, it, so I'm a lot more softer in seeing that. I mean, you know, I won't even tell you who, who, you know, I listen to now where I wasn't listening to before, it would blow your mind. It blows my mind because I'll listen to somebody and go, holy cow, I can't believe I would, I would have never listened to this person before. Never. Because I already would have put him in the category of something, something, something. But, you know, I'm listening for the content and for the spirit of it. And does it, it does it feed my soul? That, that brings me to a second point in imaginations. So what we're talking about here is that our weapons are not carnal, right? So we're not fighting against a pastor or people in the church. The flesh. The, the bo- flesh. Humans. Yes. It, it, it's unseen entities that we're fighting against. It's the spiritual realm. So you're going to go to church. You're going to find problems. Eventually, eventually you're going to get church scarred if you haven't. You probably already have. You're probably disenfranchised to a great degree. 
I know we were. And eventually you're going to have problems in a church because when there's people, you're going to have problems. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, the good sense. If you allow it. Yeah. Sometimes it just destroys you. But the thing is, is we've got to realize that we're not fighting um, these humans that when we get these problems, it's a spiritual nature. And we have to deal with it spiritually. Exactly. That's in our weapons are uh, mighty. That's right. But, but they're not ours. They're, they have to be through God. Yeah. To pull down these strongholds, and that's the key is pulling down uh, the strongholds, which is you know in the Greek, okaroma, and it's just fun to say, mm-hmm. okaroma, something like that. It means to fortify. It's a hold, uh, like a castle. It is a stronghold or a fortress. Yeah, it's like a prison. Yeah, really. And so, like in this context, it's about the arguments and reasonings. Um, it's an opinion, a defended opinion. So yeah, and it creates and it creates an imagination. It creates something in your head that you think is true. Yeah. When it's not. Yeah. And the word like imagination, you cast down that imagination. I always think of an image, like an idol. Uh, King James calls it imaginations. I know some of the newer translations use reasoning, speculation, speculation, those kind of reckoning. Um, and it's it it's basically this. It means the same thing. It's 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 logismos or logismos. It's a thought. It's an imagination. But it's hostile to the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And that's why the um, the battlefield really does start in the mind. Yeah. And the more you give place to that, the stronger it gets, and it just takes you down a really difficult path, painful path. Yeah. And it takes a lot to um, dismantle it. Yeah. So it does. And and the thing is, you know, we're looking back, Ms. Capel and I are looking back on some of the things uh, that, that happened to us. And we're trying to be transparent about this because that's what this show is all about is to help other people. So, mm-hmm. um, so try to be real transparent about this, but we're not bad people. You know, we, we didn't do anything I've never done anything to harm anybody mm-hmm. on this show, like purposely. Oh my gosh, I would never Mislead do that. Mislead you, yeah. You know, my whole my whole thing about this whole podcast was just to be transparent. That's what our whole book is about. You right. know, demons in our marriage bed. You can't get more transparent than that. Um, well, we just lay out our whole our whole life in front of the public and mm-hmm. go look how screwed up we were, and um, but what God did. And then, of course, when you listen to the show that I did two or three weeks ago, I lay out our whole life again. Look mm-hmm. how screwed up we are right now. Right. And we need your prayers because we are really, really messed up. Mm-hmm. Under- but a lot of our teaching, though, was right on. You yeah. know, So I don't want the listeners to discard oh, no. what, we, what no. we've done. We're just saying that a lot of what, we, what it is, is it's an imba- imbalance, you know, that um, I think messed us up. Yeah, and and I, the thing is, I want to warn these people also that are listening that you always got to take heed mm-hmm. because you might be doing everything right and you're walking the Christian walk and you think you're doing this and doing this and you're not over over overtly sinning, Mm-mm. and but the imagination you're thinking, well, I don't have any of that in my head, but it's like a religious thought or mm-hmm. a piety thought. It's pride. A lot of it's pride, right? And it comes in there and it, it disguises itself. Um, as righteousness. As righteousness, yeah. And it protects you 
and you kind of like better than everybody else because mm-hmm. you're you're awake. Yeah. You you see spiritual warfare and other people don't. You, you have you, special knowledge. Yeah, you have discernment and you know, you know, you you have every Derek Prince book, you know, on the shelf and and you listen to Kapow radio show that's Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness and those guys, you know, really good and you you know and you you know, you you've done you've done all this stuff and um you know, you got pigs in a parlor on the shelf and you know, the, the warfare manuals. And, and what happens is 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 you, you don't think that a little pride is, is crept in, a little piety. And so now you're kind of looking down at somebody who's quite not as quote-unquote woke, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And I don't need to be around those people or they're not going to quite, quite get it or, I you know, only I see certain things. But what, what happens is maybe you start, you start believing a certain... A doctrine or a certain belief or a certain mm-hmm. imagination and that particular belief that particular thing is something that actually exalts itself over the knowledge of God mm-hmm. it exalts itself over scripture and you you may you may know the scripture but you you hold on to the imagination because it serves your purpose because that seems the right thing to do I mean yeah. it seems right at the time but like in in the word of God it says don't think of yourself more highly yeah. than somebody else and even in uh the love chapter it's not it's not about pride or arrogance and yeah. you know you we violate that and there you have it so you may not you may not even realize what you're doing and so that's it's all deception. we're saying <laughs> <coughs> yeah it is <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> I almost got sick last week almost but I got delivered from the sickness, did I not? Yep, the Lord healed him. Yeah, I almost got I almost got sick in the lungs, but the Lord delivered me like within a day. Um, because we're still fighting demons, and I can't be sick, right? That's right. Um, so what what we're saying here? Then we're just using this church example. We have others, <laughs> but we're using just just kind of a church example where we we got church scarred, and we started looking back, and um. There were some places we should have left. You know what I mean? We're clearly... Yeah, we're clearly like, no. You know, we're clearly purpose-driven, hipster, business model, I want your money and that's it kind of places. And they they weren't feeding us. We we had no connection with people. There was no connection there. And it was clear. But there was Mm -hmm. other ones. And I think of one in particular, a Calvary Chapel we were going to, that an offense occurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real offense occurred and, um, and we handled it, you know, the pastors and I, we handled it, but it was like, you know, we need, we, we need to go somewhere else cause mm-hmm. this ain't cool. And we did. And thinking that there was other places to go and there weren't, and there weren't, it was just horrible. And we had nothing but horrible experiences after that. What's been my experience is if a door Closes. God usually opens up another door, mm-hmm. and uh, this wasn't the case. We just closed the door and left, and it was just a horrible experience. Looking back, I probably should have just went back, mm-hmm. had a talk with the pastor, swallowed the pride, and been done with it. Right. Uh, but we didn't, you know, thinking that there was. Yeah. See, there should have been so, forgiveness and all that stuff. Yeah, there. and and uh, and love, just like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Paul, in in Second uh, Corinthians. You know, you can do all this stuff. You can cast out all these demons and you can, um, you can move the mountain behind your house if you have enough faith and you can, you could have a great deliverance ministry and you could see into the spirit world and you could cast out ghosts. Yeah. 
oh man, you and you could just be a great orator, a great speaker, and just everybody just wants they want to touch the hem of your uh, your your You're moose good. hair, mm -hmm. you know. But if you don't have love, mm -hmm. if you if you don't have agape, that's God's love. God's agape for one another. You ain't crap. Mm -hmm. It just is not crap. And that's that whole, in my opinion, that's that whole Lord, Lord, didn't we do this, do that, do that in your name. And he goes, I don't even know who you are. See, and that's all that, that really is the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you continue to walk in the flesh, then you grieve the Holy Spirit and you become more flesh instead of more Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit, who is God and God is love, then he, the Holy Spirit sheds all that love in your heart for God and for those around you. And that's, that's bringing that whole thought and that whole imagination into captivity. I mean, you're actually taking a hold of it and bringing it down to the obedience of Christ, which is the submission or compliance of Christ. So you so, say, well, how do I do that? Well, if Christ says, they, the world, will know you are my disciples by your agape, and you have thoughts and imaginations in your head that say, I don't need to agape these people. Mm -hmm. All I need to do is yell at them and scream at them and point, you know, whatever. Then you're not being under submission to the words of Christ. Mm -hmm. You That thought that you have without agape is exalting itself over the very knowledge that you should have of God. Right. You know, and it's a subtle thing. It's really, you know, earlier when you started this this podcast, you said, uh, this is like 101. Mm -hmm. It is, but it's not easy. No. It's not easy to, to recognize a lot of times. Now, I think how you prevent yourself from falling uh, into this trap, because uh, it's a devil's deception. He's very, very, holy cow. He's, he's like, he's like the brightest, smartest, the created angel ever. And you're dealing with like, like stupid brain dead humans. There's, there's no contest, right? Without Christ. But he's so deceptive that if you're walking with the Lord and walking in the spirit, that he can take these things and put something in your imagination that exalts itself and you you know it you know the scripture but you you can justify it you reason it mm -hmm. and that and that's where the problem comes now i think my personal opinion is how you avoid this is you have to stay into the word right every yes. day word word you every day you, this is like a practice like brushing your teeth you know or moosing your hair or putting on your skinny jeans you know whatever you do it, it's it's a practice every day you have to stay in the word and you have to pray. You have to stay in communication. Right. And That's if you true. do that, especially staying in the word like that, when these imaginations pop up, you, you could reckon that that's not what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. The other thing too, though, when you um, read the word of God, you know, you can say you, you've read it, but did you, re did you get anything out of it? Yeah. This is part of the prayer. When you ask God, you ask the Lord to reveal his word to you through the Holy Spirit because it can't be 
from your mind only because that's carnal and the carnal mind cannot understand the spiritual things. So the spirit of God has to reveal it to your heart. So you have to ask the Lord, what is it in your word that I'm reading, Lord, that you want me to apply or what you want me to learn or what is it that you're saying to me? Because the word of God is God speaking to you. So you want to ask him, what are, what are you saying to me? What do I, what is it in my heart that needs to change? What is it that you want me to practice? And then the other thing in James, it says that we have to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word, because if we just hear the word and not do the word, the Bible says that we deceive ourselves because we're not practicing. And when we practice the word of God, then that starts becoming a part of us. And when it becomes a part of us, then when the enemy comes with his lies or his deception, we've already been practicing God's word, God's truth. And I think that would make us easier to detect a lie. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because you've already been not just hearers, but doers practicing it when that imagination comes you go no that ain't that ain't cool in fact for us for miss kapow and i um starting monday monday today well yeah yeah the show we are going to start a um a course in systematic theology now i have a uh i have a bachelor's degree in bible biblical studies and the minors in systematic theology. And when I was in college, I really, really enjoyed the topic of systematic theology because it organizes doctrines of the Bible in one in categories. So what does the Bible say about salvation? What does the entire Bible say about the Holy Spirit? What does the entire Bible say about angels? You know, that kind of a thing. But it's, it's, it's foundational. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like um, when I studied martial arts and I was climbing up the ranks and I've got, you know, my first black belt. And I couldn't wait to get my first black belt. I right. Remember. remember that? And then I got my second degree black belt. Now I'm a really bad dude. And then I got my, uh, well, I only got the second degree. Right. I never got a third degree. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to my second degree black belt. And it was funny because here we are doing all this black belt stuff. And a lot of us got together and we decided we're going to go back to the white belt class because we realized that all your black belt stuff didn't mean anything if you didn't have good foundation. Mm. And we wanted to go back and restudy the foundations of white belt kung fu, white belt uh, fighting, because that would make you a better black belt because your foundation's there because we probably missed something on the way the ranks just trying to climb up. <clears throat> that was absolutely true. And it's kind of the same thing in this Christian walk is what we're going to do is go back to basic, you know, fundamental doctrines. You know, what is salvation? How do you know you're saved? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about salvation? The entire Bible, right? not just Paul, not just the gospels, but the entire words of God. Yeah. From the old Testament on to the new Testament. And do you believe the Bible? You, you, you have to, the basic foundation there is biblical truth. Do you absolutely believe the Bible is God's inerrant word? Mm-hmm. You know, so well, there's mistakes in there, blah, 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 blah. But do you believe it's the words of God? And that makes all the difference in the world in your trust factor later on. So 
we notice this too, you know, that we, um, you know, though we were studious with the words of God and stuff like that, we had, um, well, you have a lot of extracurricular, you know, activities. We, you know, we, we loved YouTube stuff. We were following a lot of different people talking about a lot of different things and it was fine except when it became unbalanced and it's all that end time stuff, which is good, but there were other things that you need to know. You need to know about God and you know, how, how to live, how to serve God and how to serve one another, how to love God, how to love one another. That's like the most important. It is because all the end time stuff in the world means nothing without agape. Well, it's not, it's not really preparing you either. No. For the, for his no, coming. Oh, you're just waiting for him to come and get out of here. Because you think that you're okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. so it's a subtlety. It's, it's a subtlety. And I mean, that's what we're talking about this and we're being transparent, you know, here with ourselves. And it's just something that you take, you know, you take to heart, you know, Satan is, is a deceiver. He, one thing I always tell like Miss Kapow, I said, it's like, I really realize now the whole concept, the whole idea that he is the progenitor of a lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no lie until he created the lie. I mean, he is the progenitor. It stems from him. That's why Christ says he's the father of lies. That's all Satan and his demons, the whole irony, that's all they do is lie. Mm-hmm. Lie, lie, lie. But I'm telling you, they've been at it for thousands and thousands of years with an intelligence that we, without Christ, that the Holy Spirit cannot compete with. And they are very good at being subtle. Mm -hmm. They cannot attack your brain and make you think anything. They put a thought or a suggestion or an imagination Something that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When that thought is then massaged a little bit, you don't know where you're going to go. And it started in the garden with Eve. Both Adam and Eve were told God's word. Hey, you can eat whatever in the garden, blah, 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 but don't touch this. Don't eat of this tree. But the thought, the conversation with the serpent came and the thought, has God said? So the first thing is, we've got to doubt God's word. Has God really said? It's like, they have God really, you know, forsake not the assembly of the saints? Uh, Maybe maybe back then, you know, in the 80s, the church was pretty good. You know, I don't know about now. So the thought comes in. And then in Eve's case, there's an interaction. There's a misogyny of the thought. It's not, it's not cast down. But that thought itself, what did it do? It exalted itself above the knowledge That's right. that, that she had of God. The knowledge that God said, don't, don't eat of this. And so mm-hmm. it exalted itself. So the very thought, the very the imaginations that come to our head are of Satan, but they're just like Satan. Satan himself exalted himself, wanted to exalt himself above the most high. He wanted to become God. Yes, and sit on the sides of the north. And he wanted to be worshipped. So, of course, everything out of him is, is iniquity and, and, 
and beguilement. Mm-hmm. And he presents himself as an angel of light. The deception and the subtlety is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it's like what Jesus says. He has nothing in me is what the Lord Jesus said. And you know, the other thing too with um, Eve, when she's talking to the serpent, you know, she says not only can she, she not eat of the tree of life and death, but she can't even touch it. Well, that was never presented. No. So that I always wondered about her, her knowledge of the truth. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, 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 uh, the, the directive was given to Adam. Yeah. So was it Adam then who taught her? I'm sure. And you know, how, how, I mean, I, I don't know, but it just, um, always kind of made me think mm-hmm. why she would say that. Yeah, why why that would be added on there? And it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, you don't want. Hey, to if you don't, if God told you not to even eat it, it's probably yeah. a good thing not to even touch it or go near Just it. Stay with it, you know. Uh, we were listening to a um, to a, a teacher the other day, and he, he said something very important. The the um, the the ministry that he has, one of the things they do, and I forget the name of the class, but it's, you know, I'm just going to say Freedom Freedom 101 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Th- this pastor himself had been delivered from um, demonic strongholds himself. He had gone through a deliverance sessions uh, and had been delivered from demons right. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unusual to, to come across... Um, a, a, a pastor of his um, caliber, caliber of success or magnitude that would admit such a thing, but he admits it and he talks about it all the time as part of his ministry, and he was delivered of these demons. And in his church now, he has uh, classes and structured uh, programs for people to come and get delivered, right? Delivered. Mm-hmm. Now he said something very interesting the other day, and he said, um. He has been involved in thousands of deliverances now, mm-hmm. thousands. And he always tells the people, he goes, I know exactly how Satan's going to attack you next. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how would you know that? And he goes, I know exactly in what area and how he's going to attack you next. And because he's witnessed this thousands of times. And he says, how Satan attacks people who've been delivered is through pride. Mm-hmm. And boy, when he said that, I said, man, is that true? You talk about a subtlety, because here's what happens. A lot of Christians are out there and they never have to go through deliverance. You know, they should, because <laughs> we all got demons attached to us. Mm-hmm. But, a, but the vast majority of Christians don't go through deliverance. And so they they go through their Christian dumb a different way and they still have their demons they got to deal with, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a Christian who has uh, bondage mm-hmm. and strongholds in their lives, uh, whatever that might be, you know, drugs, alcohol, or mental imaginations or religious spirits, whatever it could be, and they go through uh, deliverance sessions and get delivered, mm-hmm. there's a... a, a what would you say, Ms. Kavala, a release, uh, uh, a transformation, right? you know, to, to this person. And what happens is, and this is, this happened to us. 
when he said this, it really, really was convicting. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is then you you start going, we're we've experienced different Something. stuff yeah. than everybody else, and we're a little more awake. Mm-hmm. And then people say that too. Yeah, well, people, yeah. We had friends in California who would always say... That you have specialized gifts. And that's not true because in Mark 16, it's for the whole body. Exactly. And we would argue with these people, but he would. they would always say, um, you know, you guys have your niche. You guys are specialized in demonology or whatever. And we said, no, nah, no, we're not. We're just, we're just teaching. We're just teaching what God showed us. You know, we're trying to help other people. So they don't make the same mistakes, but he would, he would constantly say that we had a specialized niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they, he, they viewed it that way. In fact, mm-hmm. the one, they would call us over if they were going to do deliverance or something, because we knew what we were doing more than, you know what I mean? It just wasn't true. But you begin to think, or you can begin to think that you have more woke knowledge mm-hmm. um, because you were delivered. And a lot of Christians don't go through that, so they don't quite have that understanding of demons and strongholds and casting out. And what could happen then is very subtle pride comes in. Mm-hmm. And when that pride comes in, you can start looking uh, at people differently right and see that once again it goes against um the goppy yeah and it goes against the fruit of the spirit yeah see so yeah because you can look at people go well they got this problem this problem you know why they got demons Mm -hmm. but you can't tell them that because they're not ready for it right but they got demons they need they need deliverance and then they won't have that head cold (laughs) all right Mm -hmm. you know why you got a head cold you got demons and the, well, so that, the, there's that imbalance. Again. It's an imbalance. And that imagination, like Ms. Kapow says, overrides. Hey, you, you'll the world will know you follow me because of your incredible agape towards each other. So when you're look when you when you're looking down at somebody, well, you got a headache because you got demons, but you don't accept it. So blah 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 blah. You know, that's not agape. Mm-hmm. But that's how subtle this thing is, and that's how pride can come in and really settle in as an imagination that exalted itself over the knowledge of mm. God, you know? And that's that's exactly. what we're trying to say in this this program. We're just trying to warn people. Yeah. Be very cognizant. Yeah. Te- you know, test the spirits. But when you read the word of God, pray and ask God to reveal his word to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what, that's, he's the one that leads you into all truth. You can't do it on your own, in your own understanding. And the other thing is, you know, ask him, you know, what the word is saying to you, what he's trying to tell you and do this every day. Put God first. You know, it's like uh, Matthew six thirty three, um, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will fall into place. But he has to be number one, the number one priority. The other thing is, when, as you read the Word of God and pray, the other thing is when you do read the Word of God and God shows you something that needs to be done, an action, uh, a rule, or a commandment. A verb. Then you do it because you do not want to be uh, a hearer of the Word and not a doer of the Word, thereby deceiving yourself. 
There's a lot of ways that we can be deceived. And that is one of the ways that we deceive ourselves. And you just need to continue to practice the truth and not be lax. You know, we always think of, oh, you know, the people that live in a um, third world countries, you know, for Christians, they're being persecuted and we have it so easy here. But honestly, people, that that is a I, I don't want to say fallacy like it's it's nothing because what they're going through is 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 horrific. OK, I'm not saying anything else, but we are also in a war. It's it's a spiritual warfare and you cannot be lax here. You have to test the spirits. You have to cast down these imaginations. Know what the word of God is so that you know what that thought is in between your head if it's a lie of Satan because he is subtle. He is cunning. He's been at it a long time. He's been watching you for a very long time. He knows your weaknesses and he's an opportunist and he will attack you. And um, his goal not only here, here, but in the third world countries, his goal is to kill, steal, and destroy you and, um, and take that for what it's worth. So, yeah, they can't, they can't take your salvation. You know, you can't come, Satan can't come and remove your salvation. If he could do that, none of us would be saved. You know, he would remove that. But if he can make you think you're not, or make you think you're less uh, in Christ than who you are, and make you ineffective in any manner of way, uh, that accomplishes his goal. Not only does he ruin like your life personally, but anything that you would be doing for the Lord while here on earth as his um, ambassador is mm-hmm. totally removed. Um, and that's that's the goal. His, his, his goal, you're a Christian. His goal isn't to take you to hell. His goal is to make you ineffective. And he does it through lies and deception and imagination and through thoughts. The battlefield really is between the temples. It really is in the mind. And um, and once he gets in there and he and he gets a, a foothold, man, it's you're in war. You know, you're it's a battle. So take heed. <laughs> Pray for one another. Yeah. Listen to what we're telling you right now. Take heed and um, don't let it happen to you. You know, stay in the word, pray, uh, stay humble and and keep that agape. And, um, you know, you don't know everything. We don't know everything. Let's admit it. There's stuff we don't know. Only God knows. And there's a big trust factor there. And we have to trust God. At the end of the day, we have to have faith and trust and God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Amen. I think that's it, Ms. Powell. All right. Well, thank you for listening to us. And thank you again for your prayers. We still need them. Um, so, ciao, babies. Yeah.
Where's the smoke they 